BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Let the word go forth. Fool me once. Are you fired up? I'm not a crook. Are you ready to go? Shame on, shame on you. <laughs> it's Abe Lincoln's top hat. Hosted by Ben Kissel. Yeah. Boom, you can't get fooled again. Hey, what's up, everyone? How you doing? Ben Kissel here, hanging out with Fernando. Saludos, Ben. Es un placer estar aquí. Gracias. Fantastic. And Travis Irvine. Hey, Ben. It's really great to see you. Thank you all so much for listening to the show. Hope you're doing well out there. We are waiting on the announcement from the old dumpy Trumpy to see if he will indeed say that he is running for president in 2024. So today's episode, we're going to speculate. What is the big announcement? Does he stand a chance in a Republican primary specifically against Ron DeSantis. We'll break it down. Mike Pence Mm -hmm. is officially turning on his former master, which you know it's hard for Mike to do. He's going to have an extra non-alcoholic beer and have two slices of pizza this Friday. Because, of course, let's not forget when he was attempting to pretend he was a human being. He said, I'm just like you. On Fridays, I have a non-alcoholic beer and a slice of pizza with mother, which is his wife. (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) So we will discuss that. Liz Cheney, just what's the world right now Mm -hmm. within the Republican Party, specifically the mainstream Republican Party going against the MAGA wing of the Republican Party, or is the MAGA wing of the Republican Party the mainstream of the Republican Party? Mm. Mm. We'll discuss. But before we get to that, we finally have some more conclusive updates on what happened this past week with the midterm elections. It is official that the Democrats will hold on to the Senate at the very least with 50 votes. Why would they be holding on, then you might say? Well, because, of course, the vice president is the tie-breaking vote, and that would be Kamala Harris. So the Dems have the nod. Now, she hasn't been needed nearly as much as Mike Pence. I feel like Pence was in there breaking more ties than he had to break zip ties in the basement of some bizarre room that he likes to have sex in <laughs> when he was when he's role-playing prisoner. <laughs> Yeah, that's where you're allowed to hang Mike Pence because it's kinky. It's fun. (laughs) Ooh, it's quite fun. We also don't fully know what's going to happen with the House of Representatives. Obviously, the red wave, it's not a very big one. It has crusted over with the crusty skin of the orange man as his candidates continue to underperform. Mm -hmm. So it looks as if the Republicans will take the House. This is just preliminary data. Mm. But it will not be by nearly as much, which has been making it very difficult for Kevin McCarthy 
to assure that he will be the next Speaker of the House, even though he did just get through a recent hurdle. And I still believe he will be Speaker of the House because, as I mentioned on the last week's episode, the man has raised over 500 million effing dollars right, right, for the right. Republican national brand. So that yes. money, money talks in politics. I know. Shocker. But right. Because of the way the House is sitting, though, doesn't he have to also win over some Democrats if he does want to run for House majority? No, so, I don't think so. Right. As what, long as he gets a majority of votes, the, the question yeah. there is, will the Freedom Caucus, uh, a.k.a. the Jim Jordans, who Jim Jordan also very much wants to be Speaker of the House, will he have enough Republicans support his bid for Speaker right. of the House? And that is where, yes, then if that is the situation, Fernando, you are correct. He would need some moderate Democrats or somebody, some, you know, Democrats who are like, you know what? I'll take Kevin McCarthy over Jim Jordan. That's mm. literally how low the bar is for Kevin McCarthy to get some Democrats on his side. Talk about cutting off your nose to spite your face. But I will, as just history has shown us, the Republicans, they tend to fall in line. Right. So mm -hmm. if he does end up having some dispute with Jim Jordan, I think whoever does end up winning that battle, Republic, what are they going to do? What right. else are they going to do? Right. Well, lose it? Lose it all? No. Right. Exactly. And, and Kevin McCarthy would have very powerful appointment power. And if mm. that's the case, he could just give Jim Jordan whatever he wants. I think Jim Jordan sure. was gunning for that committee chair of the Judiciary Committee. It's and powerful. That, of course, then he could bring in whatever Democrats he wanted to just, mm. uh, you know, uh, not talk about wrestling, probably, I'm sure. <laughs> Absolutely amateur wrestling. Of course, that scandal never seems to be going away for Jim Jordan, a man who didn't have a backbone, still doesn't have a backbone, but certainly didn't have enough of a spine to stand up to a sexual predator in his own university's wrestling program. Mm -hmm. The most powerful committee that is never discussed is the uh, energy committee. Mm. And we'll see who ends up getting on that because, of course, they talk about the nuclear weapons. Right. And obviously, with what goes on in Ukraine, it seems like nuke talk is on everybody's tongue. That's another real powerful position that someone like Kevin McCarthy would be able to appoint someone to. And, of course, much like Nancy Pelosi, who has to be breathing a weird sigh of relief. I saw her the other day on one of the morning shows. Again, just retire. Please, Lord, go on <laughs> vacation. Everything just why? Why, Lord, are you still there? He and she both do one thing well, and that is, again, raise, raise a money. bunch of cash. So mm -hmm. that's why I still think Kevin McCarthy, at the end of the day, will be the Speaker of the House. Let's talk a little bit before we get to the Republican Party, just about gals, women in general. Ooh. One interesting thing from this election cycle was that we saw more female governors elected at once than ever before. Now, what does this mean? Is this good? Is it bad? Is it neutral? Well, it's all three of those things <laughs> because some of those governors is like a gal out of Alabama, Kay Ivey. Yeah. Now, if Kay Ivey was a man, every single person would despise her and she would be on the tip of everyone's tongue and people would say, maybe she should run for president as the Republican to really bring back family values. But <laughs> she is a 78-year-old woman who is now in her second term she is a Republican, and she is, to say the least, socially conservative. So there you go. Just because it's a woman doesn't mm -hmm. necessarily mean 
that their politics are going to align with what mainstream females are thinking. And of course, don't take it from me. I'm not Mel Gibson. I don't know what women are thinking, but specifically (laughs) on reproductive rights. KIV has been on the front lines of stripping women's autonomy, stripping women's bodily autonomy. So just because there's a woman there, it does not necessarily mean that the policies are not going to be just as bad as if it was some corrupt crony dude in Arizona. Now we had a battle between two gals, Carrie Lake and Katie Hobbs. Katie Hobbs did end up winning. Now, of course, Carrie Lake is doing what we all knew Carrie Lake was going to be doing, mm. which is take to Twitter because she's sad and pissing. I have no idea. I'm assuming that they mostly tweet from the toilet because that's the only time that that website is worth looking at. She is immediately saying, Arizonians, no BS when they see it. That's why you didn't get elected. (laughs) She's attempting to say that the election was flawed. Katie Hobbs, a Democrat, again, a woman that ran a strong campaign, didn't get nearly the name recognition that Carrie Lake got, but she stood fast. She was steadfast, rather, and uh, she is now the next governor out of Arizona. Speaking of demons, Mm, and again, people, uh, again, we must applaud when women got elected, women elected applaud. Sarah Huckabee (laughs) Sanders. All right. Yeah. Sarah Huckabee (laughs) Sanders is now the governor of Arkansas. Uh, The Sanders family, the Huckabee uh, family, rather, not the Sanders family. Maybe she's married to one of Bernie Sanders relatives. I doubt it. uh, We can dream. We can all dream. (laughs) The Huckabee family. Is a, it, Huckabee is a perfect name because they are a bunch of hucksters. If you ever watch Huckabee's <laughs> show, you know he's not quite as bad as Alex Jones selling tactical baths, but he's a grifter. He currently has an ad on Fox News. It's the children's guide, the kid's guide to President Trump. Uh, Have you guys seen this book? Oh, God, no. The kid's guide to <laughs> President Trump. And it's this cartoonish version of Donald Trump, a.k.a. an accurate version of Donald Trump. But in it, it just shows why Donald Trump was the greatest president and why all kids should love him. So Sarah Huckabee Sanders, because of her father's unbelievable influence and because the Arkansonians just seem to really, really love the... The, the cut of her the cut of her jib there will be the next governor in Arkansas. And I can't imagine uh, it's going to go too well there again when it comes to policy. Policy matters. Mm. I think that's what we saw with Fetterman versus Dr. Oz. Maybe not as articulate as it could be, but policy matters more than anything. So Sarah Huckabee Sanders, you can applaud that a gal got in there for Arkansas. But holy shit, I have a feeling she's going to be more like a Roy Cohn, a man who was closeted gay, who then destroyed gay people all Uh, over this country because of bitterness and anger. And mm. I can imagine that the mean girl inside of Sarah Huckabee Sanders for all the gals that tried to push her into her locker and make fun (laughs) of her for being part of the Huckabee family. If you get a chance, look at their Christmas cards. Uh. It's adorable. (laughs) They all wear their red sweaters. I can imagine that some of her policies are going to be malicious. And uh, not necessarily beneficial to the gals of Arkansas. Kathy Hochul out of New York was Mm. able to win as well. Uh, It was interesting. She was going against this dude, Zeldin. Zeldin made a massive mistake. He was an election denier. And Mm. as we know, what we talked about on this show, everyone else was fucking wrong. Yes, I got to say it. (laughs) Because democracy was on the ballot. Yes. And people Mm -hmm. did. Exit polling is showing 
that people said, if you're an election denier, that's a huge, it's like, yeah, he's right. a 10, but he's an election <laughs> denier. And then, oh, he's a zero. And that right. was Zeldin's mistake. And so I think that we were right because all the pundits that are obviously complicit in just making sure the status quo always stays the same because they're all in the Bezos and the Musk teat and the Zuckerberg, uh, you know, whatever. Um, they were all talking the economy. And yes, the economy sucks right now. Right. Sure. But people also believe the economy will adjust. It will fix itself. But we cannot lose our democracy. Mm -hmm. And I think that was what mm -hmm. people showed at the polls, right? Right. Yeah. Exit polling showed that if you were an election denier, uh, then you should not be running in, in elections. That's basically pretty simple. <laughs> if you hate football and you think it's rigged, then you shouldn't play football. It's pretty uh, easy peasy uh, uh, statistics there. One thing I do think it's very interesting, though, is that Zeldin did get 47%. Kathy Hochul's win number was about 53% to 47 and that should be writing on the wall for Democrats in New York. Very frightening. Keep in mind, one of the big reasons we're talking about Republicans taking over the House is that New York State, a state that was not right. exactly gerrymandered in favor of Republicans, Republicans picked up five seats there. They mm -hmm. flipped five congressional districts in New York. So, again, I think that is a direct um, a result as a, a, of Andrew Cuomo's scandals. Right. Yeah, and I think, absolutely. again, it's it's independent, moderate voters saying, you know what, enough is enough with the Democrats. They've had their chance. But good for Hochul for sticking it out. Interestingly enough, Kay Ivey did not come to prominence. This is her first time getting elected. She was also lieutenant governor of Alabama and took over for another scandal-ridden Republican governor in Alabama. So this was her first win. So it is one of those interesting things where you'll see women will get on the ticket as a lieutenant governor, as mm -hmm, with Hochul, mm -hmm. as with Ivy, mm -hmm. and then they end up getting the big job because the big boys, they get in big trouble. Absolutely. And of course, when it comes to lieutenant governors, again, going back to the Pennsylvania Senate race, that's what John Fetterman's position was as well. So we're seeing mm -hmm. lieutenant governor as mm -hmm. a plausible political politician step mm -hmm. towards Senate governorships and hell, maybe. Uh, well, those two presidency, perhaps you need to have the middle steps that we're talking about now, such as, again, being a senator or being a governor. Well, speaking of lieutenant governors and speaking of psychopaths, Iowa Governor Kim Reynolds. She was the former lieutenant governor. Mm -hmm. uh, she had her predecessor was assigned to become the ambassador to China under Trump. Uh, she carried on the remainder of his term. Reynolds was elected to the position in 2008 and reelected this year, extending the GOP's control of Iowa's top seat. Again, just because they're female doesn't mean it's a progressive situation. Laura mm -hmm. Kelly in Kansas, she's a Democrat. Uh, mm. She won her bid in re-election uh, for re-election. She uh, won in Republican-leaning Kansas. This is one of those signs, again, that in a post-Roe world, body autonomy really mattered. Mm -hmm. She championed pr reproductive rights and, again, was able to win not just uh, in perhaps because of I truly that platform. That, yeah. Yes, because, again, reproductive rights, it goes into privacy. It goes into so much more mm -hmm. than... Um, you know, than just abortion, because abortion is a larger subject matter than we even converse about in this country. Anyway, also in Maine, we got Janet Mills. She's a pretty run of the mill politician for Maine. Mara Healy, a Democrat out of Massachusetts. Uh, Gretchen Whitmer was able to hold on in Michigan. And Michelle Luan Grisham was able to win in New Mexico. Mm -hmm. And Tina Kotek 
in uh, in Oregon. Now, Tina Kotek, she has her work cut out for her. It'll be interesting. That race was tight, and we'll see what happens in Oregon. And then just lastly, speaking of scumbags, we got Christy Nome out there in South Dakota. So mm. when it comes to diversity, uh, obviously these are all women, but there is diversity of opinion. And I do think that that's a good thing. It's just some of the opinions uh, within this diverse pool of new governors suck more than others. <laughs> yeah. And I'll just point out also uh, a governor-elect Healy in Massachusetts and, of course, uh, Tina Kodak, who got re-elected governor of Oregon. They are both openly lesbians. So they are the uh, first two openly uh, gay lesbian uh, serving governors. So that is, again, another step in the right direction for diversity with governors. Well, also on that note, just uh, before we move on to the conversation about Trump and DeSantis, because it is just absolutely fascinating what's going to be happening. Uh, there is a fella. His name is Portman, Rob Portman, obviously with the reversal of Roe v. Wade. A lot of people who are in favor of gay marriage, which is the majority of the country. I mean, it's just about equal rights. It's pretty basic. I went to my brother's wedding and it was uh, about as normal as it fucking gets. And I was really wishing it was a little bit gayer. But anyway, <laughs> Senator Rob Portman, he has signed a, an amendment to help pass the Respect for Marriage Act. Now, when I first read this, it sounded like, uh oh, this might be one of those one man, one woman, and then another woman, and then a stripper. Uh, that's marriage. But indeed, this is about protecting and codifying same sex marriage so that people have the same rights uh, as one another. Mm -hmm. And I'll just add, Rob Portman, the reason he did that is because, uh, uh, Almost a decade at this point, uh, his son came out as gay and Rob Portman, to his credit, a Republican senator from right here in Ohio, he came out in favor of gay marriage before it was even legalized by the Supreme Court ruling uh, by in a case that also came out of Ohio. It was uh, Obergefell, uh, uh, Jim Obergefell uh, mm -hmm. sued the state of Ohio so he could enjoy the right to just be buried next to his husband yes. at some point. So uh, good on Rob Portman for standing up for that and good on him for finding this bipartisan way to get the amendment passed. At, at first, he was worried that they would not have the votes to do it. But as you pointed out, um, there's enough bipartisan support now. And this is a good swan song, I think, for Rob Portman as he leaves office and is replaced by checks notes. Oh, God, J.D. Vance. So uh. we'll see if we'll see if all his work gets undone from here. Right. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. All right, well, let's move on. Let's talk DeSantis and let's talk Trump. They both live in Florida, but they're two different kind of dicks. So mm. according to a new survey from the Texas Republican Party, they have Florida Governor Ron DeSantis defeating 
Donald Trump by 11 points in a hypothetical matchup. Again, we don't know what Donald Trump is about to announce this evening. Uh, So perhaps he'll backtrack and just announce. What did you think he was going to announce, Fernando? I think he's going to announce that what he stole from the White House was Obama's birth certificate. Mm. And he's finally going to reveal that Obama was not born in America and it'll come full circle. Oh, my goodness. Of course, the Obama, the birtherism is what led Trump into political life to begin with. And the Mm -hmm. conspiracy theories have only gotten more grandiose and unraveled the country further from there. The one birth certificate (laughs) he should get is Ted Cruz's, who was born in Canada. Right. (gasps) Oh, my God. Terrorist. Unbelievable. So 43% of respondents, again, according to this survey from the Texas Republican Party, say that they would support DeSantis and only 32% said that they would back Donald Trump. I think this matters because of the aforementioned Texas. This is not a purple state. This Mm. is a red state. This is Mm. a Trump state. Mm -hmm. Texans for Trump. You drive around. You see those flags everywhere. And it seems as if the mean boy club is coming around and saying, I'm sorry, Donald, you're no longer a cool kid. We're on to Ron DeSantis now, Mm. which is uh, a disgusting reminder of how horrible politicians are as human (laughs) beings, where Ron DeSantis is now a cool kid. According to Texas GOP chairman Matt Rinaldi, they say Ron DeSantis and his optimistic brand of bold and unapologetic conservatism is a winning brand and the GOP should take note. So what do you guys think this means? DeSantis, Trump, if there is a primary, holy hell. I mean, if Trump can't win Texas, what the hell can he win? Right. It's going to be a bloodbath for sure. We discussed it on the last show. And again, this midterm shows or does not show. And we we even said this about the midterms going into the midterm elections is that it's going to show a Trump staying power and his kingmaking power. And I think what we've seen as we undoubtedly just went through the results again mm-hmm. is that he doesn't really have that Midas touch that he used to have. In terms of the Senate races, J.D. Vance was his only hand-picked, hand-endorsed that really got through. You saw Fetterman easily knock off Oz. I do honestly predict, even though I know the Democrats are technically going to be in control of the Senate again with at least 50 seats, And then a tiebreaker. I really think when it comes down to Georgia, there's no way Herschel Walker is getting through. But that's my prediction. We'll find out that. I agree with that prediction. In a few weeks. So, and then again, you know, even Kevin McCarthy, who's about to potentially become Speaker of the House. Keep in mind, who what he was one of those guys who was calling the news stations on January 6th and yep. speaking out against what was happening. And then he had to reverse course just so he could go down to Mar-a-Lago, kiss the ring, and get the donor list. I yep. mean, so you got to think, even Kevin McCarthy has got to be wavering uh, as, again, he thought he'd be House Speaker overwhelmingly. And it looks like the red wave became a red trickle, and he barely got in. And that is, again, because of Donald Trump. Absolutely. And when it comes to the red trickle, again, congratulations, you're not pregnant. So with with the donor list, that's the precious. Right. And again, that's why McCarthy will be Speaker of the House because he did whatever he had to do. He went to go kiss Satan's butthole Mm. to get that fucking donor list, which is all that matters. It's all a fight over a spreadsheet. Mm. (laughs) Excel. (laughs) Here's what sticks out to me. When Trump ran in 2016, 
it the Republicans were unified under him. And mm-hmm. I think that's really what pushed it. And this time he's dividing his own base and not only dividing his own base, even he's dividing his support network that is not even his base. He's mm. Murdoch said he's not going to help him. Murdoch mm-hmm. saying he's going to support a Democratic you know, candidate. He's literally mm. dividing the celebrities. All these things that he had in 2016, he doesn't have anymore. And mm-hmm. so I don't know where he's coming from even to, to think that he could even still run against any of these people. Yeah, absolutely. And when it comes to the base, what was a key component in that base? And that was Mike Pence and the Christian coalition. DeSantis, mm-hmm. I think, is going to end up scraping away a lot of that support. And Mike Pence has now come out. When You make a great point when it comes to coalition building. Mm-hmm. Donald Trump did in the beginning, you know, when you had 20 people effing on that Republican National Committee stage and you could win a primary with 17 percent, 20 percent, 25 percent. It was still divisive, but he was winning by small margins. And then, of course, they coalesced around him because, first of all, this is a totally different world where he was so disgusting then. But it's just he's so much more tarnished now. Mm -hmm. He was Mm -hmm. still a fresh face guy who was proclaiming to be the savior because he understood the system and he wanted to reform it, despite the fact that he did nothing uh, whatsoever to reform Mm. the system. As a matter of fact. He weaponized the DOJ to the point where they were spying on countless people, uh, specifically political enemies, so on and so forth. We can talk more about that uh, a little bit later on. But when it comes to Mike Pence, he's out now actively saying that he was angry with Donald Trump. Obviously, there was a crowd of people saying that they wanted to hang Mike Pence. Again, little did they know how much he would enjoy that. But Pence told uh, this guy Muir, uh, this one of these uh, fake fake uh, TV guys there. Uh, he's very <laughs> handsome, and he and he looks and he says, mm, "I'm pensive," <laughs> and, and, and that's good. Uh, but he uh, he said uh, that uh, that Donald Trump had told him that he had just learned that they were at the Capitol that day. Um, he continued to say that I told him we were fine, and then he asked, "Were you scared?" Oh. That's what Donald Trump asked Mike oh Pence, and he God. said, "No, I was angry." And he just goes on and you wonder if Donald Trump asking, were you scared, was just Donald Trump desperately wanting him to say yes. And then did just, it work? <laughs> did I spook you? Were you scared? Oh, come on. Say yes. Yes. So uh, I think that Pence is officially done with Donald Trump. And again, what he gave to Trump was that right. Christian coalition, right. Right. that coalition that was really created by uh, George W. Bush and Carl Rove. They really solidified it in a way that hadn't been solidified since Ronald Reagan. Right, right. That's a very good point. You think about, again, the fact that Donald Trump had to beat 16 other people to get that nomination in 2016. But what he needed to sew up the Republican base was get that Christian coalition that you're speaking of, the evangelical vote, right? It's it's like you said, same deal with George W. Bush and Karl Rove when they were trying to get uh, Bush reelected in 2004. They realized they couldn't yeah. win with just the evangelical vote, but they also can't win without that evangelical mm-hmm. vote. And that's where Mike Pence really came in handy and delivered, honestly, for Donald Trump, not just in 2016, but arguably for four more years after that. Absolutely. In 2020, it was not a blowout. Mm-mm. You know, the man still had an effing chance, mm-hmm. which is pretty insane given the four years prior. So this country, it's not that the country has moved on perhaps from the policy ideas of Donald Trump, 
because DeSantis and Trump do have right. a large crossover of policy opinions that are the same. Now, of course, Donald Trump will just change his on a whim just to be different than DeSantis if need be, whatever it might be. <laughs> but it's not as if the country is getting more leftist. It's that DeSantis is a better messenger for Trump-like policies. So it's an interesting situation. Mike Pence has a new memoir out, and it's entitled, So Help Me God, (laughs) which you know he he asked for every single day when he was going through puberty. So help me, God. (laughs) So help me. So help me, God. All right. (laughs) Also, when it comes to political allies, as Fernando mentioned, the Murdoch Empire is turning on Donald Trump. Now, this does matter. Uh, This is a multi-billionaire. And yeah, and the Murdoch Empire, it's Fox News, but it's all Fox affiliates. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's obviously the print of the New York Post. But his tentacles are deep. And it's more than just, again, the New York Post and Fox News. This is small Fox stations all over the country. And if they all turn on Donald Trump, I mean, there's a reason they spend all this money on marketing. And I know for a fact, the New York Post has never made a profit. He basically finances this at a loss because he wants the power. Wow. And of course, again, Fox News definitely uh, propped up Donald Trump in 2016. And for the, again, the four years of his presidency, you saw uh, Trump loyalists kind of going in and out. Fox News had to uh, go through a real rigmarole to basically balance out the Trump supporters, the Trump loyalists with just straight news people who, you know, were kind of watching the events that were happening there during the Trump administration and the Trump presidency. And there's plenty of people, you know, we saw Chris Wallace go to CNN. You saw Shep Smith basically Mm -hmm. go to CNBC. You saw Megyn Kelly attempt to go to NBC. Now she's trying to get in the podcast game. And let me tell you, Megyn Kelly podcast game is full. Okay. How, (laughs) How does... How does Megyn Kelly have every wrong take? I just don't understand it. It's between between White Santa and then just every take. Right. I, I just don't. I think that she gets it all wrong where she's like, I'm trending. This is right. good. It's like no one likes you. It's not good. Like, I don't well, know. But well, whatever. And, and think about how many Fox News stars, former stars, had to go over to Newsmax or they had to go over to that right. uh, one uh, one America News or right. whatever it was. So you saw Fox News. I mean, again, good on Rupert Mur- Murdoch. It's a low bar, but give credit where credit's due. Um, kind of cleansing out Fox News of these just Trumper loyalists and kind of going more for the, well, he still's got Sean Hannity. So well, I that's guess. the thing. <laughs> yeah. I would actually say that he's playing it. You know, he's, he, there's no love lost for Rupert Murdoch. I'll never forget when I was at News Corps, when I was working there and the elevator opened and it was Geraldo, Hannity and Rupert. And Rupert's Ooh. like the size of a bug, bro. <laughs> yes. He's so damn small. So mm-hmm. with Hannity, with Tucker, with Laura Ingram, Right. He still understood that that coalition in a television media market, it's, mil- it's a couple mi- it's a couple million listeners a day, mm-hmm. a couple million mm-hmm. viewers right. a day. Right. So They're bringing boom. in the money. They're bringing in the money. So he knows what he's doing from a corporate perspective. And the man is a soulless schmuck. But anyway, according to News Corp's David Parsley, of course, News Corp is the umbrella company of Fox News, uh, New York Post and so on. They say, quote, we have been clear with Donald There have been conversations between them during which Rupert made it clear to Donald that we cannot back another run for the White House. As a matter of fact, Rupert has gone so far as to saying that he would support a Democrat against (laughs) Donald Trump. So to your point previously, Fernando, 
I don't think the coalition, if he does end up squeaking through a primary process, because again, anything can happen. I don't think the coalition is going to coalesce around him like they did four years ago or I guess fucking eight years ago Mm -hmm. at that point. And before he made it through the primary and then popularity is what got him the rest of the way. And that's also what he doesn't have anymore. If you look Mm. at Instagram, if you look anywhere before four years ago, it was like Trump 2024. And then suddenly now it's DeSantis 2024. I don't see I don't see any more of those Trump 2024. Mm -hmm. And that I mean, that's a a litmus test. It Mm -hmm. tells you. They've moved on, buddy. You yeah. created a monster. DeSantis saw what you did, and now he's going to perfect the art and kick your ass with it. Wow. And don't forget that mm-hmm. also those persuadable independents and moderates that did go for Trump in 2016, a lot of them just did that because they did not like Hillary Clinton. Her unfavorables mm-hmm. were even more unfavorable than I Trump know. at that time. So, again, it's it, you're just stacking up reasons upon reasons for Trump. Again, even if he squeaks through to your term, Ben, where does he go from there in a general election? Good luck. Yep, absolutely. And when it comes to Rupert Murdoch's future, obviously he's going to die and he's going to die soon. This could be his last election. Who knows? He's got a kid and it's a son, right? He's got a couple of sons. And there was some theory back in the day that they were more left leaning, a little bit more um, democratic and thought that's all bullshit. Anyway, his son, Lachlan, he has come out and said that he just supports Ron DeSantis outright. This is according to Parsley again, the representative for News Corps. He says, Lackland has been keen on Ron for some time. He's viewed within the organization as a sanitized version of Donald. Oh, my God. Well, see, hold on. That's a way better nickname for Ron DeSanitizer. Why don't we Ron (laughs) Ron DeSanitize? That's the nickname. He's Ron DeSanitize. No germs. I hate germs, too, but he's Ron DeSanitized. (laughs) Yep. So it looks as if the power structure that helped put Donald Trump in power in place um, is waning. And if you're Donald, again, we'll see what this announcement is. Uh, But it's going to be an uphill battle, and his supporters are only going to get more batshit. It's more of a side story story, really. But I just we we were passing around that article where the one dude, uh, a neighbor of another man, a 26 year old man shot a neighbor because to death because he said he was a Democrat. It was a 26 year old dude. And it's like, that's why for the longest time, everyone's like out of the mouths of babes, out of the youths. But a lot of these people in their mid, I guess is that still young? To me, it is now. Yeah, it is. But yeah. it's just like there's a lot of poisoning going on out there. Yeah. And uh, we'll see what happens if Trump does end up in a feisty Republican primary. Mm. What does that look like? Does he burn it all fucking down? He is. I mean, he's already threatened to. He's told, I have, I have, a, I have a scoop on DeSantis. I have things that no one wants to know. So this man is willing to just destroy all the Republicans around him if they don't give him what he wants. Oh. Is that a good thing for Democrats and possibly for the country? Yes. Is it good television? Yes. Is it good for Republicans? No. No. Yeah. I mean, 2016, good grief. He did the same thing then where he was just destroying sitting governors and sitting senators with nicknames like Low Energy Jeb and Little Marco. And who's John Kasich? Um, <laughs> and it's 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 absolutely 
fascinating what's going to happen with it. I do want to just touch on that story you mentioned, though, Ben. That was in Ohio. That was right here in Ohio. Mm. It was out of Butler County, which is a super conservative county here in Ohio. And uh, it's absolutely tragic that we've gotten to that point because that means, and again, you read the actual story, and if you guys cover it on side stories, I mean, it's, it's just so sad. It's just disgusting that this it, it, you had someone who's literally losing their mind and they go over to their neighbor's house. And that's where we're at. If it's neighbor versus neighbor. Oh, boy, we're entering some dangerous territory. I agree. And again, as we're learning more and more about what actually happened in the Trump White House, uh, everything he said that he was against, he did as he was uh, spying on political opponents and uh, just doing just nasty stuff overall. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. And speaking of just lastly, one of the side characters from the Trump era, uh, much like all the side dishes he likes to consume, Chris Christie, uh, he was (laughs) applauded after bashing Trump at a GOP governor meeting. So it looks like the GOP establishment elected officials are more than happy to joyfully uh, applaud the loss that Donald Trump has given to the party, some of the losses that Donald Trump has given to the party. And uh, and you wonder just what that means, because I don't recall Chris Christie having the balls, again, <laughs> that he hasn't seen in 30 years because they're up inside of his body. To stand up for Donald Trump, Chris Christie, mm-hmm. like all of these other pieces of shit, all these other bootlickers was sucking Donald Trump's big toe. No matter what Donald Trump right. said about him, right. he was in there groveling like everybody else. So now because it's not politically advantageous, someone like Chris Christie, who at one point was considered a viable presidential nominee, right. can get away <laughs> with talking poorly about Donald Trump, but he's only doing it. Because he knows for a fact there's no more political ramifications because Donald Trump is no longer politically as powerful. Absolutely. The writing is on the wall and it is right next to a big old ketchup stain from a plate that was thrown on it. And Chris Christie is there to lick the ketchup off Mm, the wall. Thank you, Donald. (laughs) Don't waste that ketchup. It'll it'll be great to see these grown adult, mostly men uh, who fancy themselves alphas. Uh, finally find their backbone. Maybe Ted Cruz will even call his wife attractive. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's not go too crazy. Yeah. I, you know, I want them to, to reap what they sow. They they elected Trump. They put up with this crap for four years, and now he's going to destroy their party. Not That's just what you get. They, they put up, they put out, mm-hmm. and they agreed with it. But we'll see. Uh, I actually don't. I, I, uh, I am excited for this era of American politics to end, and I really hope we get back to some civility at some mm-hmm. point. In the near future, and in order for that to happen, Trump needs to be gone, and uh, we'll see what happens. <sighs> Biden, DeSantis, well, the Democrats are going to have to figure something out. Um, mm-hmm. All right, everyone. Well, thank you so much for listening. We're going to do another episode a little bit later on this week, and we're going to let you know what uh, Trump's big announcement was. 
I could see it literally just being he's got a new tie line. I hmm. can see that. Oh, um, he's going to release a new just, product. Well, he just met with the Saudis. He's got a golf deal, I think, he's doing with the Saudis. I don't oh, fucking... Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Trump stakes are now buy one, get one free. Let me well, tell you, you're going to want this deal. That's fantastic. All right, everyone. Thank you for listening. Hail yourselves. We'll talk to you soon. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts.